is a sunny day in New York City. Saturday, May 21st. Uh, the 21st of May. The day of Saturn, I guess. I don't know. It's a sunny day. Uh, just like Bill Simmons likes to brag that it's a sunny day in Southern California every single fucking time he podcasts. It is a sunny day in New York. So eat that, Bill Simmons, and have your Celtics too. Jerk. That's okay. He's cool. I... <coughs> oh, excuse me. Who coughing. I am not Bill Simmons. I'm Austin. I am your host for the Tricons and the podcast where we talk about video games and not basketball, but even though I talk about basketball sometimes, we mostly are supposed to talk about games. Al, say hello yeah. to the crowd. Hi to the crowd. That's Al. He's my co-host. Yeah. Pete's still not with us. Uh, Pete, whenever, you know, your internet decides to cooperate and shit like that, uh, or whenever you get everything sorted out, uh, let us know. But, uh... We pour one out for Pete every episode, and so it is poured out. So Sneeze warning. Uh-oh. Three, two, one. Sneeze. Go. Go, 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 go. I wish I could. Damn it. False positive. Oh, I hate that. So now your nose is going to itch and tickle for the rest of the podcast. Pretty much. Uh. Yes. We don't really have that much to talk about today, so we're just going to shoot the shit, because it's always fun. Especially after giving you the pearls of wisdom from last week's 20 questions, because... You know, that was kind of awesome, and you guys aren't as awesome as us, so, you know, have that. But, we have a PSN weird update that... We do? Well, from earlier in the week, that you know about. Um, I do? Yeah, we have some weird shit about L.A. Noir overheating consoles, and we have an incredibly strange question from the crowd, but first... Actually, no, you know what, let's take care of this question, since it's going to be quick. We had a tweet question in from... Edu Buccaneer, who says, Considering your history with Conduit, Austin, have you seen the ending to Conduit 2, LOL? No, I have not. I guess my question would be, why would I have seeked... What's the past tense for seek? Seek? Sought. Sought. Wow. I'm on a roll. Jesus Christ. Why would I have sought the ending to a game that... You know, I haven't really played unless... I, I guess this is the alert to me from you that the ending is really stupid and lol-worthy. So I'll take a look at it after the podcast. But no, I have not seen it. Uh, and I kind of don't want to see it. Uh, I, I'm kind of disappointed in that entire franchise. I, I I played the first game. I thought it was maybe a 2 or a 3 out of 5. At, 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 at be me being most lenient. Uh... I didn't play for the story because it was stupid. It was really, really stupid and and cookie cutter, and bad voice acting by Hercules and the lawyer from Battlestar Galactica slash one of the guys from season five of Twenty Four. Uh, just you know, really contri- contrived and stupid and not worth my time. I really played it for the gameplay, which also was cookie cutter and kind of stupid and contrived. So. Yeah, even though I said I might be interested in Conduit 2, I took a look at that quick look where they were like, hey, we're going to improve the game, and I took a look at the quick look, and I'm like, nope, doesn't look like they did. So, no, I've not seen the ending. Uh, if I have a couple of minutes to spare where I want to, you know, bore a hole through my forehead, I might watch the ending. Unless it's, you know, unless it's so bad that it's funny, but that's a very fine line to toe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people said that Snakes on a Plane was supposed to be so bad that it's funny. And I guess some of it was. Some of it was. 
but most of it was most of it was just bad, like just poor, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those yeah. things where I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta see how bad this is!" Ha 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 ha. Well, it's not you know it's not that funny anymore. It really isn't. So yeah, I'm yeah maybe. Al, do you want to watch it? You can watch it. I really don't give a shit about Conduit here or there. Here there. Here or there. Here or there. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Yeah. Sorry, Conduit. Uh, and I have a package delivery. There you go. Oh anyway, shit! That was fast. So let's move on to. What have you been playing, Al? Come on down. All right. Spin the wheel for us. Have been playing. Contact. How many hours? I think like nine. Cheers. Um, I am at Aegis, which is a desert with pyramids and shit. Mm. Mm. And um, there's nothing new really to talk about. Um, the the boss fights are kind of strange sometimes because um, they they usually throw you like two boss fights in a row, and you sometimes have to struggle with like health and restoration and stuff like that. Well, if you're in a position like I am where you're not trying to be over level and everything and whatnot. Right. But uh I I was able to make it past the uh the bosses of Fort Eagle, which is supposed to be his military base. Um I had to go through a boss fight and I actually got killed because I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't expecting it to be there. And so then when I went back, I had to spend quite a bit of time cooking up potions and, and curative items. And then I went back, and I beat the boss, and then I said to myself, I really should go back and what save. I, I really should go back and save. But I kept going. And uh, I used the vast majority of the stuff that I cooked, but I did win. And now I'm just kind of grinding up in this new area. Uh, it's kind of hard to grind at this point because... Um, I think I'm, maybe it's not that I, I need to grind because, uh, I, I don't have that much trouble killing enemies, but I know I can't like go from point A to point B because I, I lose too much health on the way. So I don't want to, um, I want to be in a point where like, if I go from the beginning to the next part of the level, I don't want to have to get there and say, oh shit, I got to go back to uh, the ship so I can um so I can rest. What 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 causes someone to I I I'm bringing this up because you know I I experience very similar phenomena, you know, where you're like you know I really should I really should go back and save cuz I've done so much but I I I think I'm good. I, th- I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, let's keep going. Like what what causes one to do that? Confidence. <laughs> um really like it's just about it's it's either or both uh either confidence or laziness because um, I think it's laziness for me just by the way it it could very well be and because with me it's um an issue of do I want to go all the way back to the save point and continue like get attacked by these strong ass enemies right. although I just beat this boss when maybe I can just move forward and maybe there's a safe point coming up. Maybe. But if not, then uh if there's that's another a good boss point. That, that, I'll, that's I'll, a I'll just take point. him on. Fuck it. 
that that's a good point. Uh, I I mean, it's like there's a there's a um, area in Final Fantasy. Ah, I remember now. There's an area in Final Fantasy four, uh, just before the Dark Elf. You know when yeah. you're supposed to, uh, you know, use the the harp or the or whatever is it a crystal in the real version? I don't know. So that you know you can uh, spoiler alert. So that you can take him down with Edward uh, Edward's music. Yeah. And there's a save point somewhere in the middle of the dungeon that's kind of close enough to where he is, but then there's a save point right before him, off to the side that's not completely evident. And the first time I ever played that game, which was, you know, SNES Final Fantasy 2, I was unaware that that save point was there. And I had trouble beating him the first couple of times, and so it just became a matter of me trekking back and forth, uh, you know, not me trekking back and forth, but me trekking from that save point to try to beat him, you know? And all the time I was like, I don't want to, you know, okay, so on my way there, I gained a level or two. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go all the way back to save. I just want to get this over with, you know. Like I, I, I think I could do it this time, and you know, it never happened. And then finally, I noticed, like off to the right hand side, I'm like, "What's this extra piece of land?" And I was like, "Oh my god, there's a save point right here." <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for that tangent. It's just like it's something in RPGs that always, you know, makes you feel like not even just in RPGs, but in any games that require you to save in general that, that, you know, you accumulate stuff. Like, not necessarily God of War, but um, like a first-person shooter where you, you know, you find extra health kits or something like that by chance. I don't know. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that you're just like, I know the right thing to do is to go back, but I kind of don't want to. And the, and the funny thing about that is, like, if if games were real, I'm just saying, you know, that <laughs> they're not. But if they were real, like, you wouldn't say to yourself, wow, I've done all this stuff, let me just go backtrack to take a nap. Yeah. but that, You would just keep going. Right. But then again, in real life, you wouldn't really have the fear of dying and losing everything you have. Right, you just have the fear of just dying, and you'd be like, fuck, you know? Yeah, if you die, you die. It's not yeah. like you get a second chance. It's not oh like God, you have to grim. do shit over again. That That's grim, especially since the end of the world is supposedly today. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I love it when... Um, the rift is going to open up. <laughs> I love when people say that the world's going to end at a specific time because that just makes you stupid. Like, why are you so special that something's going to happen in your time zone? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why I like the whole, oh, the world's going to end in 2000 on New Year's. Really? Well, Who's yeah, New I Year's? mean, if, if as long as they specify... If they specified, like, you know... If they specified a time zone, at least... That, you know, I, that, I think it's stupid to say, like, it, it, it's somehow stupider to say it's just going to end at 6 p.m. and that's that. Because yeah. right now on uh, on our face uh, on my Facebook, one of our friends, Dan, was like, well, it's 6 p.m. in, like, Asia, and the world's still here, so you're wrong. Or yeah, something like that, you know? but as long as he said, Australia. If, yeah, and I if like... he said, like, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, at least he would, at least... Like, we'd still have to wait until 6 p.m. our time to find out whether or not he's wrong. Right. <laughs> you know? But, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't... The thing is, once I hear at such and such, uh, I'm not waiting for shit. <laughs> right. So, uh, moving on, uh, I have also been playing... Uh, 
Hmm, this is a very rough week. I don't think I really played much of anything else. Well, before you go on to that, before you go on to that, yeah. how, I mean, how has your contact experience changed over the last, over the nine hours in which you've played it? Do you like it more? Do you find it eh? Are, are you enjoying it? Like, is it all, because one of the things about contact also is that, you know, people say, oh my god, it's such an interesting usage of the DS, and it's one of those things that are, that, that kind of transcends whatever, whatever, whatever. And like, are you finding that? It's not as highfalutin as people have been saying. Okay. If, if that, if what you just said is like really close to what people have been saying, like uh, maybe it's because, um, it's uh, maybe it's because it's kind of old on me that okay. the, the idea of the the immersion, but <clears throat> it's it's like okay, I'm I'm. I'm me, but there's this kid in the world, and I'm kind of being recognized by uh, the guy in the top screen. Right, and but, that was the big thing about it that I read, and it's like, once right. that wears off, or does it wear off? Or do they do anything special with it as the game goes along, or is it just at that first hour that you're like, wow, this is, you know, wow. This is so right, like they, they touch on it every so often. But after, like, they introduced the decals and whatnot, then they kind of really lay off of it because it's, um, you know, with the decals, <clears throat> they had some funny things where um, the the professor would tell the boy about the decals, but he would kind of look off at you and say, yeah, this is not really for him. This is all information I need you to remember because right. he can't use this. Right, right. And I'm like, that's cool, but... You know, other than that, it's like, um, you know, it, the little comments that he says are pretty funny. Like, I was in Fort Eagle, and he goes, uh, I wish a base like this belonged to us or something like that. Like, <laughs> they they have a lot of things. In jokes. In jokes, like the, the Genji joke that I sent right, you. Right, the, 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 the giant enemy crab. Thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but the only other thing, really, is, like, playing with Mochi, which doesn't really do much for me because I – I mean, maybe because I don't know how to play emoji to make him stronger in his decal. Last time I used his decal, it was he ran around, like, licked his crotch, and then <laughs> everybody got hit for one. And I'm like, well, fuck you. So, um, whatever on that. But at, at the moment, it's it's just a regular game to me right now. So, um, right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It is um, you. Okay. I don't know. I, we don't know. I'm going to... um. Just uh, have a, um, I don't know. What? I'm going back to the question real quick because I I was looking at Kotaku because I have my uh, the Kotaku things related to the news that we're going to talk about, mm. and one of the news reports was about the ending of Conduit Two, and I think that this is maybe oh that's what... why. So fuck the... Conduit Two. <laughs> the, the the blurb under it, I guess you say, uh, developer High Voltage Software is currently embroiled in some controversy over their reaction to Joystick Conduit 2 review. How could a game that ends this brilliantly get such a low score? In case the title didn't tip you off spoilers. Oh, well, we'll never know. Um, I just wanted to mention that real quick. <laughs> so, um, oh, they, the rest of... Mm, I'm sorry, oh, I, I just need to interject really quick. They need to stop making games out of their shit and just sell their engine. Please. It looks yeah, good. Probably. Give it, it to somebody else who can. It plays make well. A give game. it to someone who knows how to make a fucking game. Give I mean, it to Ready at Dawn. Yes. <laughs> give it to, Give it to Ready at Dawn. 
give it to freaking uh, who's making? Uh, I don't know. I, Activision wouldn't want to spend money on them. I know, but I yeah. t- t- give it to the give it to Retro Studios or something. I mean, not yeah. that Retro Studios has a problem with the Metroid controls, but uh, Conduit does control better than Metroid Prime Three. It does. Mm-hmm. It's just not a good game. <laughs> so it controls better than Medal of Honor Heroes Two, but it's just not, not a good game. game. Mm-hmm. So they should just sell it. Why not? Why not? I'm sorry. Back to you. It's all good. Um. Well, before I talk about the common thread. Uh, I have also been playing Infinite Undiscovery, mm. which I talked about on the last podcast where mm. I just started it. Um, but I which before you I'm... go on, which mm-hmm. for anybody who's wondering why I was talking about it like that, I mistook Infinite Undiscovery for Last Remnant. Somehow. Uh well, they're both Square Enix games. Well, no, because because I, I was I was asking you like about the I think I was asking you about like the the battlefield strategy and all this stuff. You're like, what? No, right. No, it's uh yeah, because I after the podcast last week, I did a Justin TV stream of uh it because I wanted it was working. Yeah, I wanted to watch and it, so I played a, a little bit of it, <clears throat> and it, it's really you know it's action RPG run around and uh hit stuff like an MMO. I explained it before, but uh, I think I'm like five hours uh into the game already, and uh had a really cool boss fight which I. Don't really understand how I won. I know how I won, but I guess I didn't really. I wasn't keeping up with what was happening, mm. so I knew what to do only because I kind of thought about it. And they said, "Do this," and I'm like, "Why?" And so, it it wasn't apparent that what I was doing had an effect on the game world, but it did. So hey, did it? There you go. Well, um, but that that, that game is pretty fun, and I'm still compelled to play it, which is a good thing. Um, and, and it's a only- tri ace game, right? Yeah, it's a tri ace game. So so it kind of fits um tonally in that somewhat like anime ish Valkyrie profile um Namco RPG type no. motif. No, not really. It's actually more um like I it really reminds me of Final Fantasy twelve, even in its aesthetics. Like Really? You know, okay. Really, yeah. Um the characters are all very much uh like realistic for and, the most part. And not line drawing. Right. Okay. See, I yeah, I'm blind and I couldn't tell from the Justin T V stream because, you know, it's Justin T V. But yeah. uh, for some reason I assumed that, you know, as a Tri Ace game that it was kinda like a Star Ocean or a Valkyrie profile type thing. Yeah, no. It it's all straight um like Hundred percent three D rendered with a more realistic tone as to a stylized cartoony tone. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> so now I'm back to my well, not back, but over to the theme of uh, I guess the weekend so far is uh, I've been playing Mortal Kombat. Yes, I played Mortal Kombat, the Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> the Mortal the Kombat, the Mortal, <laughs> Mortal Kombat um, Nine. And I was playing the story mode of that and. I've made it up to uh, Cabal's chapter. Okay, so you're in the, you're in the third part 3. of the Mortal Kombat trilogy, mm-hmm. as it were. Okay. As it were. Did you play and as Cabal, mm-hmm. or did you just get up to him? I just got up to it, and okay. then I, um, I stopped because it was getting very late. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but the, the game is working out pretty well, and I'm kind of learning it a little bit better. And I've been seeing like a lot of the 
characters and kind of comparing them, which is really cool. Uh, nothing else really much to say there. Uh, then last night, uh, I've been meaning to do it all week, but I hadn't had any time. But oh, I can't wait for this. As per our conversation or in the last podcast. I decided to give some time to Mortal Kombat Deception. Yes. Okay, Mortal Kombat Six. Yes, but you have a PS2, so was... right? Hmm. You have a you have a PS2, right? Yes, I have a PS2. Uh, I was. I wish you had the GameCube version so you could play as Goro and Shao Kahn. Yeah, if I had the GameCube version, I wouldn't be talking about it right now because I can't play my GameCube because I don't have I know, any controllers. I know. I know. But um, I have the PS2 version, and I'm guessing that. What is it because uh, there was no online play? That yes, they, they yeah. They, it was no because there was no online play, and they had to delay it as such. Like they were going to cancel it, uh, and then people were like, "No, give it to us." And Edwin was like, "You know what? No, you guys deserve it. We can't give you online playing, but you know, to make up for it and the delay, we are going to give you Gordon Shotgun." And, and frankly, they were a lot of fun to play. I mean, it, nothing will make up for the lack of an entire mode. Yeah, but it wasn't like, "Oh, we're going to give you an art book." No, these characters were really fun to play as. They had good fatalities, and, you know, they fit in. So, you know, I was happy with it during the time I owned it before mm-hmm. I, you know, chucked it back because Conquest was just a piece of shit. But I don't know you're going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're right there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I forgot to set up a, a profile. Um, I, I was kind of remembering how to use a PS2 game because... <laughs> how you to know, use a PS2 game? Yeah, because you know, how you turn this thing on? No, not not that. Not, I know how to use a PlayStation too. <laughs> I know. It's just that games back then, <laughs> back then, you know, they they there are no accounts, no no online, no no yeah. Xbox Live, no PSN, no automatic saving to things. So you had the you know the first time you turn on the game, it took like three five minutes to actually like initialize the mem- the memory card, which oh, is goodness. oh my god, a pain. You know that makes me want to go back and play Quake Two and just be like, yep, servers. <laughs> and um, then I was running through the menus and whatnot. I set the game to Pro Scan. I'm su- I'm surprised the game runs in Progressive Scan. Yeah, and widescreen. And it doesn't say anything about that on the box. I think I think even the GameCube version ran in ProScan. Cool. Um, it it looks really good in ProScan because it looks really shitty in uh, Interlaced. But right. Um, I mean, I, th- I think Ed Boon and Sorry to Sunshine Games is really good. I think Ed Boon is pretty, you know, good about making sure his shit looks good and works well. Like even mm-hmm. if aesthetically they don't, like just on the technical level, which is. Which is why Conquest Mode's crappiness really surprised me. But, mm-hmm. again, that's mm-hmm. something you can talk about. <laughs> so, um, I, I, of course, picked Scorpion and um, went <laughs> through the ladder. Mainly because I wanted to see what happened with Scorpion. And I right. found out that, oh, you know, the whole thing with Mortal Kombat 5, that he was supposed to have been thrown into a soul NATO because he was jumped by Oni on his way to attacking... Um, Quan Chi and Shang Tsung. Well, he beats Shang Tsung, and then he's trying to get Quan Chi and something like that. I don't remember exactly how it is. I think he's supposed to be trying to get to them, but yeah. then in the game, you actually wind up fighting one of them. Um, but he doesn't get to them. He gets jumped by Oni, and he gets thrown into a Soul Nado, and he's supposed to be ripped apart by the spirits of the Soul Nado. Right. And that was supposed to be his end. But in Mortal Kombat Deception, he goes, oh, 
I'm so glad that I was able to escape into the void and not get my soul ripped apart by the Solnado. I'm like, uh, okay, that works. So, so it's um, like t- uh, template for excuse number 37 to bring character back. Get we out just this in happened, time. But it really didn't. <laughs> so um, then I went through the, the, the ladder, which... Um, 24, well, sorry. 24? Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I can. The, the inside joke. Oh, okay. About something happening and you know getting invested in it and then finding out that it didn't happen. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm still bitter about that. Ah. Uh, um. So, I beat the uh, the, the arcade mode. Mm. Uh, although it took a while because I had to. Honestly, I didn't have the patience, so I kind of looked up a strategy for Onaga. Oh God. Um. Because Onaga was just like, I, as I, when I first first couple times I fought him, I'm saying to myself, okay, when you know it's going to be arcadey. It's not going to be an actual fight. So there's got to be a way to beat him uh, without actually fighting him. Because every time you fight him, he just completely says, what? You're hitting me? And then it's like, yeah. fucks you up. So um, I had read Boss Strategy, and then I beat him. Uh, it was easy after I figured it out. Well, not figured it out after I read it. Um, and then I realized, oh shit, I, I don't have any coins for the crypt or anything because I don't have a fucking profile. Oh. So I I made a profile and then I um I started playing conquest mode instead of playing the arcade mode again. I played conquest oh and man that. I don't know what the fuck they thought oh they were God. doing with Conquest Mode. I mean, the game itself, I'll just talk about first the actual game of it. Uh, the world outside of fighting in Mortal Kombat is, is it's very bland, it's very plain, and the controlling of uh, Shujinko is just, like, really bad. Oh, let's get, so so let's uh, for for anyone who had who still has not played Deception or Armageddon, at least in Deception, <clears throat> Conquest mode is a quasi open world ish, but not really like questing mode where you take control of this character named Shujinko, who's part of the Mortal Kombat storyline, um, and you know he does side quests and quests for people like, um, what is it like? You you start out in like a village, right? Um, yeah, you start out in. Uh, I forget what the village is called. But, but you start out in a village, and, like, people are asking you to go look for things and do this and do that, and, you know, throughout, like, your questing, like, you'll find treasure chests that give you coins or artifacts or whatever, and sometimes you'll find yourself in a fight or, or whatnot, and so that just kind of expands and gets bigger and bigger, but it's just so shoddy because that's not the focus of the game. Right. Um, your experience with it? Keep going. I'm sorry, I just wanted to introduce what it was for people who didn't no, know. That's not good. Um, <clears throat> well, just running around that 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 kind of world was just uh, it, it was I, I I could give or take it, it. I don't care. But what was just really bad and what really kind of made me laugh in a oh my god this is so bad way was the voice acting. Oh. The voice acting was just so abysmal. Like, who? I don't understand. If you are, not, I know these people who did the voices in this game were not voice actors because they would not have performed 
so shittily. <laughs> and I'm saying it like I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this and and basically tell you about the voice acting in the manner of their voice acting. Oh no! Hold hold up hold up hold up. Mm-hmm. I know I have to sit down for this, so I'm gonna stand up and then sit back down. <laughs> okay. Are you seated? Yes. Okay. I can't believe the voice acting is so bad. They speak to you as if they are reading lines off of a paper. They want you to go do something for them, and they don't understand why sometimes. But then when you come back, <laughs> when you come back and retrieve the... Well, I'm trying to actually come up with this as I'm, I'm speaking. Uh, when you come back and complete the quest... They must be really thankful when you come back to them they with are the very that thankful, they and then they give you coins as rewards. <laughs> I mean, it was really bad. There was this one <laughs> oh with uh, the, the, the kid, and he was sick. He goes, I ate some really bad kimchi last night. I feel really <laughs> sick. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> and then, and then the, the whole quest is it, the quest is, it, it's, in and of itself. The quest was funny because she had to get the kid medicine <laughs> before eight p.m. Oh God! Now I took this quest at six fifty-seven. I had no idea where the medicine was, oh. so I ran around trying to see if maybe there's an apothecary or something in a village, and there was nothing. So then it's like nine ten o'clock, and this kid is flat out face down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Wait, no, muffled. Oh no! You did not get my medicine in time. <laughs> no, no, no! He's dead. Okay. So then I go and do something else, and <laughs> I, I let dead? time pass by. The next morning comes by, and the kid is standing up there again. Oh, so he's alive again. I ate some bad kimchi last night. Quite. I feel she really sick. Covered the soul of the child. And then I actually found that his mother had the medicine. And she goes, oh, no, my boy is sick. Get him this medicine immediately. And Why don't you give him the medicine yourself, bitch? <laughs> then you run, you give him the medicine, and he says something like, thank you. Thank you for saving my life. I, I, I don't have much to give you, but I will tell you this. If you stand under the lamp by uh, Borai Cho's second dojo and wait until about 4 a.m. on a Wednesday morning... A treasure will appear. I'm like, thanks. So now you gotta sit there and fast forward time and wait there. Yeah, and for, for some fucking platinum coins. <laughs> so anyway. wait, wait, wait. I think that's funny because as far as I remember, uh, Shujinko is young in the conquest mode. Yes. But he is old when you use him as a character. Right. And Borai Cho is still a character. Yes. Uh... Is Boraicho ageless, or is he like a, like like a demigod or something? I forget because I know he's the one who supposedly, you know, started the teachings for the Shaolin monks and all that stuff to fight Mortal Kombat. But I don't know if he's a human or if he's just like a you know what I mean? If he's ageless or what? I will tell you in a second. Oh, will I do you have now? A little bio on these characters in the thing because, because uh, he Shijinko is from age. Outworld. Okay, and, uh, and Shujinko is not. He, if he's from Outworld, then he's not human. So right, that that's the excuse. Okay, that's fine. He also because it makes sense. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, he also pukes on you, which is fine. It's awesome. And borracho is also Spanish for drunk. Borracho, borracho, which makes perfect sense. Um, Señor Plow is no es macho, solamente un borracho. Sorry. 
da, 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 da. What else? There was this one quest where you had to find a dog, a stray dog. And that this one was just really bad. Uh, but you probably don't even remember if you did. I don't remember. But, it was all such a long time ago. I don't know how much I stood. I could stand of that. I think I, <laughs> I think I put at least maybe like an hour, an hour or two into it before I was just like, <sighs> no. yeah. Because I I put about an hour and a half into it, and and you're just like right now you're like oh my god. I I, I want to go through it, but I'm they're it's making not gonna it be harder for you. Yes, like for some reason I want to get to the end of it because it's so bad. But <laughs> like um, the ending of the conduit too. Yeah. Um so there was this one quest where you had to um find a stray dog. So you run around talking to people, and you go to this house and the guy goes You're looking for a stray dog? Oh yes, I found a stray dog, but I didn't know it was a pet. God, <laughs> and then he goes, uh, Joe, you, "Oh, the master of unlocking." Wait, wait, this is where he gets really fucked up. <laughs> so he says, "I took it to my butcher to cut him up for what? my dinner." Yes, and he's like, "I'm so sorry, but you can have what's left of him." <laughs> so you get dog meat, and then you bring it back to the person who's looking for a stray dog, and you go, uh, "Have you found my dog?" And, like that's that, that's supposed to be shocked. Have you found my dog? I can't believe that someone would do this. Well, I suppose I... I oh, I, I've said I would give a reward to the person who would find my dog. So here it is. And then you get my coins. And then right after... Uh, wait, right after you get the coins, this is where you get even more fucked up. You get the coins, and then the person says, If you don't mind... I would like for you to stay to have some Miko soup. Oh my god! Or Miko the dog's soup. Name is Miko. The dog's name is Miko. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really fucked up. Well, that's why I wanted to find the dog. He was like, "Yo, I was gonna cook him, but he ran away." Yeah, but then somebody else cooked him, and that's why I'm mad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I like it with cilantro, not with parsley. That's. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I I haven't really done anything significant. In, in Conquest mode. I was really just running around talking to people and listening to shitty voice acting oh and uh, hitting people who had you stuff should, I wanted. You should make a remix video of all the bad voice acting. Oh, no. I can't. That's too much time. Um, <laughs> and so basically all the actual fighting that I did in the game was uh, tutorial, like teaching you how to uh, combo break and teaching you how to attack and all other shit. So maybe when I get to play it again... Uh, I'll get a little further and actually like see what the shit has to do with anything. All right. Blah, blah. Yo. So. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about that dog, all right, in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Complete tangent. I remember, I can't remember which Bruce Lee movie it was, but it was one of the ones that were that was less prominent. It wasn't Enter the Dragon. It wasn't Game of Death. It might have been Return of the Dragon. Um, mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Connection. Maybe I don't know. It was, it was one of the ones that um, it was one of the ones that was remade by Jet Li, um, very loosely into Fist of Legend. Um, it was the mm. one about like you know I think the that Jap- was Turn and Dragon. Yeah, but it was one ahead. about the, like the Japanese occupation and all that stuff. Because uh, Chinese Connection, he played the telephone guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not that. Um. So he uh. He um 
he's on the lam. He's on the run because like he defeated a Japanese guy in, in kung fu and like killed him or something like that. And you know because of the Japanese occupation, you know whatever. Yep. And he straight up like like the girl who's after him finds him like you know hiding out somewhere in some random woods, and he's straight up sitting by a bonfire just taking a chunk, biting a chunk at a dog. <laughs> like straight, and and this is not me judging what people will eat for their cuisine because different cultures have different things. I eat weird ass shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just saying the viscerality with 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 which they showed it. It it was like straight up a shriveled up dog that had been roasted. So it still Ew. looked. It, it 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 was as if. Imagine this. You know how you put a pig on a spit and you yep. roast it. Mm-hmm. Instead of carving pieces off the pig, imagine just taking the fucking pig off the spit and holding it <laughs> and in your eating hand it and straight just, up just, like that. I'm just eating it like a sandwich, like the pig, right? Yeah, I, or, I know. I, I can picture it already. That's straight up what he was doing, and I'm like, it, he, is that a dog or like a ferret or so, what? Like, <laughs> and I don't know if it was a prop or if it was a real cooked dog or something, but I was just like, uh, wow, I've never seen that before. Damn. Um, but I also had. <clears throat> I also had another thing to say about Conquest Mode in that apparently in Armageddon, it's good. Oh, yeah? yeah. I, for some odd reason, I felt like uh, because I played Deception that I, would, I wouldn't I would mind getting like Armageddon for PS2 for like $2. For shits and giggles, like, right? Yeah, for shits and giggles. Uh, they, they most likely have it at GameStop for like, let's see. Two to five bucks or something, yeah. But yeah, the reason here's a funny thing. The reason why I didn't want to get Armageddon is because the 3D Mortal Kombat's. I, th- I think you hold a higher opinion to them than I do. I, I don't. I don't really think they're that good. Um, I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're that good either, though. I think everything surrounding the gameplay is a lot of fun. The crypts, the fatalities, all that stuff that you know Midway does. But mm-hmm. the actual combo gameplay, I didn't like switching styles. I didn't like the way the combos felt. It just felt really stiff and like I, I, I don't know. Like there was there was this very very odd timing where you know it was it was it was somewhere in the middle of of Soul Calibur in, in Virtual Fighter where you had to be really tight and quick with your timing, but at the same time you had to buffer them the exact right way. And I feel like with Virtual Fighter, there's not and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you're better at Virtual Fighter than I am, but there's not... There is buffering, but not nearly as, like, lenient or as whatever as, as Soul Calibur. The the buffering is really, really, like, tight. It's, it's tight. not much so, of it. Right, so... so the reason why that you know why it works for me for Soul Calibur and Virtual Fighter is if you go to one extreme or the other, it's it's at least you know what to expect. So for Virtual Fighter, you know the buffering is really tight, so you know you don't have that much of a window, so you know that you're really just going to have to press the buttons almost as they come. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Soul Calibur, you know that the buffering is really lenient, and so you need to just put input in your attacks, um, you know, with a decent spaced out input. Like there's some lenience there. And if you go too fast, it's not going to register because you have to, you know, you you have to, you know, understand. What I'm saying is that you can't expect the the attacks to come out every single time you press the button because right. it's a more fluid game. And with mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat, it's like, well, you have to be really fast, 
but you have to be so fast that you fit it within this tiny buffer because your attacks aren't going to come out as you expect. It, it, I don't know. It's just fucking weird. Yeah, and, I understand. Like, um, with Scorpion, uh, he his combos, I'm, I was playing, and it took me a while to really get accustomed to the idea because it's. I think it's faster than the new Mortal Kombat, the, yes, the buffering. it is. Uh, where I'm like, you know, 2-2-1, two, 2-2-1 two, one, two, two, one switch, 1-1, one, 1-2-3, one, one, blah, blah, blah. And oh, God. he's still in the middle of switching by the time I'm finished with the combo. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And, and I, I well, never really liked that. And so, th- and, and the reason why I didn't get Armageddon is because of the whole creative fatality thing. Mm. I, I just was soured on that, and I was just like, all right, if this is just going to be the same thing over again, then forget it. Um, which, which now I'm kind of backtracking on because well, if the conquest mode is kind of decent then maybe I want to try it mm-hmm. um, I heard it was more reminiscent of Shaolin Monks than it was the older conquest mode hmm. I could be wrong I could be totally wrong but that's what I heard about it um, but yeah I don't know like the new Mortal Kombat I think what I do like about it is that although there's still some sticky timing um, it kind of it kind of varies up with the animations of your character so Raiden's ground combo, one of Raiden's ground combos is um, on the Xbox controller, it's XYYX. Mm-hmm. On the places that would be square, triangle, triangle, square. Um, and that's basically him doing four punches in succession that look that look kind of like the old school Mortal Kombat punches that if you were to jam on high punch. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was doing it like button, 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 button. And it wasn't coming out. I was like, and dude, what the out. fuck? Mm-hmm. So then I did button, 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 and it came out perfectly. And it, and the reason why it had to go that fast is because his animations were like were, were that fast. So, oh, okay. So as long as like it's annoying to learn, but once you see the animations, like cognitively, your brain is like, that's why it goes that fast. And now that I know what his move looks like, it makes perfect sense. So that's what I like about it. Like certain, like again, hard to learn, but it makes sense once you see the animations. You can, you can, you can associate what comes out on the screen with what you're pressing, and that's what I like about it. And mm-hmm. in the older Mortal Kombat's, in the older 3D Mortal Kombat's, it just didn't do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, what what was Armageddon's price that you found? Um, it was ten for the PlayStation version. Gotcha. Um, still not low enough, but maybe they'll have one like in a store that has no case. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> but um, we can't sell to you for ten dollars because it has no case. But how about eight dollars? What? Really? What? No. No. Uh, how about how about four? two dollars? Yeah, I mean you could just give me the CD for fifty cents. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't do that. No, no, no. Well, fuck you, and then leave. Plus, it's a DVD, so they're different, so they're more expensive. <laughs> Which I, I guess it's true, but fuck you and your terminology. I'm, out thinking, of here. I'm just thinking about that stupid GameStop and play who's like, if the scratch is going in a circle, oh, it's fine. Gosh. Asshole. <laughs> anyway, what else have you been playing? That's it. Or is there more about Mortal Kombat that you could talk about? Hmm? I said, is there more about Mortal Kombat Deception that you want to talk about? Um, well, I find the Harakiri mode, uh, not mode, but find Harakiri rather interesting. Um, I was playing through Arcade, and two characters... Harakiri on you. Done you, yeah, yeah, uh, and I actually was ready. Like I, I was trying to remember the the fatality, and I forgot that there's actually a fatality stance, and so um, I wasn't able to do the fatality because I was, you know, walking and whatnot. And I, I don't know if you can do the fatality in a in a regular stance. 
or do you have to be in fatality mode? I... You know what? I think you can still do it in the regular stance. It's just that, you know, they put that there so that you don't accidentally hit an attack button, but... I... Or so that and, you don't move, a... I think. Too. Right, and I'm or... pretty sure, though, I'm also pretty sure that you could do fatalities from anywhere, right? Or no? What do you mean anywhere? Like, you don't have... To, like, if the fatality is that you have to be up close to them, you don't have to be up close to them. You just put in a fatality stance, you input the command, and then the character will walk up to them and do it. I could be wrong. I, I could uh, be wrong. I don't know, because um, all the fatalities that I saw, they had locations, full screen, sweep, or close. So okay. I, I I wasn't actually able to pull off a fatality, sadly. But um, I was able to pull off a Harakiri on myself, which was great. Harakiri. Is, um, is Scorpions where he breaks his own neck? Yeah, he twists his own neck. I think that there's a funny one where like someone just bashes his or her own, he- own head into the ground. <laughs> uh, the ones I saw were Melina's. She sticks her size into her, her temples. Yeah. And... um. Smoke. He ex- he self destructs. Okay. Does he self destruct and destru- destroy the world too? No, 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 no. That I remember that from Ultimate World Combat Three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then they shut the Earth and it explodes. It's like smoke wins fatality, but 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 there's no next round after that. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know the silliness like that continues like in Deception, like with the death traps. Stage fatality. Well, I was going to ask you about sweet. that. How do you, how you felt about? Because it's 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 like <laughs> it's a one hit kill, but the next round still happens. Right, <laughs> and it, it's it's so silly because um, like I the two that I saw two one um, was a grinder. I was fighting Melina and I knocked Melina into the grinder, and then she gets like toe up into little pieces. It's like Scorpion yeah. wins. And I'm like, what, fatal, great, fatal. Where's the fate? Round next three, round, round five. three. I'm like, wait, what? where'd she come from? <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. And then um, Melina knocked me into uh, the 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 press. Where oh God, the waffle you, press. You land into the uh, onto the hot coal like, or hot, the hot, hot iron. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> and that was funny, but uh, those are the only two I saw. Um, it, it's funny. And then on top of that, the 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 Onaga one where you get too close to the edge and he just like knock you off into spikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um but hey, whatever. It, it's it's all kooky and it's it's all just silly fun, so you, you know I'm what I did take it seriously. You know what I did like about excuse me <coughs> excuse me, the, the the gameplay um for Deception is that they started introducing that um or was that in uh or was that only in MK vs DCU? I thought in Deception they started introducing the combo breaker. Yeah, they did. Where you have three combo breakers throughout the entire match, or mm-hmm. two, I can't remember. Uh, throughout the entire round. Throughout the entire you have three. round. three. Oh, see, I thought that it was throughout the entire match, because that's what that's what added the strategy to it, where you can use them all up in round one if you want to get an advantage, but then you have none left for round two and three. Yeah, or you can save them up for round three, but you might never have a round three. It's just, uh, it's three per round. Okay, that's weird. But um, I, I found it kind of weird. I don't know if it's buggy or not, but I was able to like beat people, <clears throat> even though they combo broke me. <laughs> I, I would hit them, and they would combo break me, and then I'd win. And I was just saying to myself, "Okay, fine, I win. Next round." Oh, they, I, yeah. It's probably like they pressed the button right as they had the last hit, and they died because because the mm-hmm. combo breaker is not supposed to take any damage. Right. Um, it doesn't the, damage you. Yeah. 
And I liked how they introduced that, and I like how they kind of brought that into DCU, and then they evolved it for, for the power meter in, in, in the Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was watching the... um, I was watching a quick look... Or not a quick look, or the, the, Giant Bomb was doing like a Mortal Kombat marathon session before the Mortal Kombat came out. Right. And they were they were playing Deception, and the three little bars underneath your life meter. Yeah, the status. Yeah, I never knew what they did, and then they were Gershman was talking about how like if the blue and I'm making this up, but this is the spirit of what he well, was I saying. I can correct you if you want. Okay, <laughs> so so like if if a certain color shows up, you can juggle them or something like that, right? Yeah, basically the red just shows that you're currently in an attack and you can you're vulnerable to attack and right. blue means you're in the middle of a combo. Right. And you're vulnerable to attack. And then there's and yellow one... means you're close to a hazard where you could get knocked off a stage or die. Okay, I thought there was one that also indicates uh what move can be juggled into another. And I think that's the that's the combo. Yeah, color. it's probably the the blue one, the right. combo. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. It was like a good learning yeah. tool. Um, but um, I what else have you been playing? That's it. Okay, because I I want to see because I want to segue into the fact that I beat Mortal Kombat Story Mode, which I will not talk Yay! too much about because you're in the middle of it. Yay! Um, but there you know throughout and, and you've seen a, a a fair majority of them throughout your your play already up to this point. But there you know there are oh shit moments in the story. Um, it's not very good, the story. <laughs> But it's one of those things where, you know, it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be fun. And the story is certainly a lot of fun. Um, and given the whole time travel thing, which I'm sure, like, you're totally a fan of the whole, like, oh, he's changing the past and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I they, they do some pretty fun things with that. Um, there's definitely a gigantic oh shit moment that, like, I, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much about it for, for fear of, like, having you anticipate when or what it is. <laughs> and um, I will. I'm but, like, is this when it's going to happen? Right. Is this but, when it's... Because I've been doing that, like, the entire time. Like, is this when somebody's going to die? Or is this when... Is this right. when... Oh, I know what it is. Is... Should I say that? It has something to do with Jax. I mean, it, it's it's his raison d'etre. So whatever, you know. It, it, is this when Jax's arm's going to get ripped off? Right. Is this when Jax's arm's going to get ripped off? Is this... There it is! It's right there! <laughs> But you know the funny thing is, is that up until this game, uh, Jax's arms, as far as I understood it from Mortal Kombat Three, he volunteered to have them, uh, to have them replaced. Yeah, I don't really remember the story of it, the original story of it. So, so when when this kind of said, oh, like it's it's a you know it's it's a it's a it's a wound in battle, not a volunteer thing. That kind of mm-hmm. caught me off guard because. Also, in the Mortal Kombat Legacy web series, which I watched a couple episodes of, he's fighting Kano, and um, like you, there's there's a moment where you see how he becomes susceptible. Well, not susceptible, but you you see the impetus for him to get his arms replaced, and mm. it's the same. It's a similar act where it's an act of violence, and he's a victim of an act of violence, not volunteering to have the arms replaced. So it's weird. It, it, and it's, all, it's also like one of those things where in the Mortal Kombat movie, all of a sudden Kano's Australian. <laughs> and from then on, from then on, Kano's voice acting has been Australian. Australian, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Is he Australian in Legacy? He's got, he's got a foreign tinge, I can tell you that, mm-hmm. uh, in Legacy. And I think it's Australian, but I could be wrong. 
Um, that, that's a, that, that's an interesting web series, by the way. It's not that great again, but it's you know it's fun. Right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so I beat story mode. It's uh, I would say, I would say it it, it was about eight, seven or eight hours. If I'm not if I'm not overestimating it, and you know, part of that has to do with the fact that you're going to get into cheap battles and you're going to fight them ten times in a row, and you're going to have to. And I'm just going to say this right now and save everybody the trouble. When you fight Shao Kahn with Liu Kang, just fireball spam him. Pretty much. Just just yeah. do it. D- there's no pride. There's no. I gotta be. It's the just right story way. mode. Mortal Kombat <laughs> is fucking cheap. And, and boss only, battles are yeah. not actual fights. Like, the only way that you are going to win the story mode is to be cheap back. Save your real fighting tactics for when you fight against your friends. It's okay. It's okay. The world will deal if you fireball spam Shao Kahn. But <laughs> uh, the, the spam for Shao Kahn, like, is... Oh, God, it's just a, such a... It, what frustrates me about that is the fact that you can... You're basically supposed to spam all the bosses because that's just how Mortal Kombat is. But Kentaro and Goro are somewhat... What's the word for it? You can kind of beat them without spamming so much if you're really good and quick. Yeah, like, I didn't have much I, of a problem fighting them. I mean, I, I combo spammed them, but it wasn't like I was sitting at the edge of the screen throwing a fireball or continually going, with Raiden or whatever. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, I would jump over them and keep jumping over them, but I would, like, have to pull off the combo in the right way, and I'd have to have the right timing, you know? So, and the fact that they do that for Shao Kahn is just like, look, just make him less cheap. I, I don't know. What I hate most about that is when they flash, and you just, like, they're just invulnerable. Oh, yeah, yeah, when they eat moves. Yeah, just, yeah they just eat them, like, randomly. They just no, randomly no, 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 they eat moves when they attack. That's the thing. You, you have to attack them when they're not attacking. And that's the same thing with Shao Kahn. Like, as long as he is doing an attack animation, he cannot be stopped. Right, but no, but like there are moments when they flash. Yeah, when like, you hit them in the middle of a combo. You mean in the middle of their combo? No, in the middle of a combo that you lay on them, they will flash and just eat one of the moves sometimes. Really? Like not when they're blocking and then or they maybe or maybe while. like it's maybe it's just like I don't know. Like I've I've. I've done things where, like, I, I've started to assault them, and, like, they will just flash. And the only time that they won't flash is... Not the only time, but, like, the only time that I've never seen them flash is if they whiff an attack, and you start attacking them right after they whiff it. Yeah, because so if he that's when they're vulnerable. At, right. So if he swings at you, and he misses, and you start a combo attack, then you're generally okay. But I, I swear, and maybe I'm remembering this wrong. I'm fully, I'm fully aware that I could be remembering this wrong. But I really, really think, I really do remember that if I just run up to them and I start hitting them with a combo, they may take the first attack, but then they'll eat the second hit. Hmm. Well, third hit. <clears throat> Strange. So yeah. it's just, oh, it's just so cheap. Um, and the last battle is definitely cheap, but that's also definitely spammable. Like once you figure out how to do it, you'll be like, eh. Really? Like, it's still intense because, like, he'll still catch it. Like, the guy that you fight will still catch you, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I then I started on the challenge tower. And <laughs> one of the challenges is, as Jax, to fend off a swarm of Tarkatans that are coming <laughs> after you. And it's not like an endurance mode where they just keep on throwing things to fight. It's literally 
I'm Jax, I'm at one edge of the screen, and I press the X button to throw my projectile. And I just have to keep on throwing my projectile at these zombies, at these, like, Tarkatans that are, like, marching at me. And eventually, every five Tarkatans that I hit, I get a ground pound. So it's kind of like, um, it's in a way like Plants vs. Zombies, um, um, what? Oh, wow, I haven't played that game in so long. I, I'm proud of myself I haven't played that game in so long. <laughs> uh, the mode where you, uh, where zombies are coming, are coming out of the ground at you and you just have to hit them with a mallet. Oh, uh, whack a zombie. Like, you know how every couple every couple of zombies you kill gives you sun, and then you can use that sun to buy, like, to buy, like, a cherry bomb or something like that, or I forgot mm-hmm. what it is. But, like, it's like it's basically like if you're overwhelmed, if you have enough sun, you can buy this thing to clear the screen. Yeah, your oh shit button. Your oh shit button. So that's what ba- that's what that mode is with Jax. Like, you're just, you're just... Shooting these Tarkatans that are coming after you, and every couple that you kill gives you a no shit button, <laughs> and it's totally not anything to do with Mortal Kombat. And it's just like, okay, that's really weird that they just randomly throw this at you. And and I guess it's one of those things where it's like, event like at some points they're going to give you a test your might and a test your sight. So okay, understandable. Um, but I'm like, where do they think of this mode? Like how? Um, yeah. One of the other one of the other cool extras that I unlocked was <coughs> I've unlocked some uh, fatality sketches. Have you unlocked any of those yet? Mm-mm. There's there's one for um there's one concept sketch for Cabal and they're stick figures. They're all stick figures. There's one concept concept sketch for Cabal where it shows a stick figure slicing the other stick figure at the abdomen, and then the second frame they show like they draw like all these lines of goo coming from the abdomen area, and they write in <laughs> captions suffer. <laughs> so it's like it, it's like um they 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 write suffer they write get some in there so it's just, it's just funny like fooling around and drawing up the fatality I just, I, I just think it's one of those kitschy cool things That's cool. um I, I I definitely will say that I think I think this is the best Mortal Kombat out of all of them um I was of the very strong opinion that up until this one Mortal Kombat two was the best one mm. in terms of this. You know, visceral fatalities in terms of like impact, in terms of you know just the gameplay. When yeah. you're not playing against a computer, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the whole I like I'm going that. to jump and and they're going to hop kick and and you know every single time. Or Liu every Kang time is I going jump to up, Liu Kang jumps up and shoots a fireball. Does an air fireball, or Katana does her air fans, or whatever. Um, I, I definitely think that this one is the best one because it combines what I like the most about. Mortal Kombat 2, which was kind of an emphasis on big hits, um, which is kind of what MK vs. DCU did. Like, they still had pretty long combos, but there weren't any of those 10-hit, like, position-shifting combos, like, stance-shifting mm-hmm. combos. Yeah. Um, you know, the big hits, the uppercuts, and yeah, they put some three- or four-hit ground combos in there, but that's to, 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 to you know, vary it up, and I can understand that. <coughs> um, the fatalities, the ones that I've seen, are certainly the best. Um, and I like how they kept Kung Lao's fatalities faithful to Mortal Kombat 2's not exact, not in the sense that they replicated it exactly, but in the sense that he's the dude who bisects dudes. He's the guy who slices you down the middle, and that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Have you seen his second fatality? Mm-mm. I haven't seen anybody's second fatality. Okay, then I won't spoil it for you. But it's 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 another bisection, but the way he does it is fucking rad. Um, <laughs> okay, but. Yeah, it, it, I, you know, 
it's it's basically the most shit you can pack into uh, a Mortal Kombat game because it takes that huge it takes the crypt thing, but it doesn't do the the stupid oh you have to get different types of coins to open different types. It, nope, nope, just all the same coin. Mm-hmm. It's all the same coin. Uh, the unlockables are decent. Uh, the fighting engine is great. I love it. Um, and the fatalities are awesome. And the babalities, I believe the babalities are character specific. So it's not like, oh, a babality is you get turned into a baby and that's it. Hmm. Like, depending on who gets turned into a baby, they'll do different animations. Oh, cool. So it's kind of like a babality friendship. You know what I mean? So it's not just like, oh, he's a baby. Oh, 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 oh he's a okay, baby. okay. It's not like you, you are going to expect the same thing out of every character. Exactly, right. Turn I mean, into it's a not... baby, turn into a right. baby, turn into a baby. Exactly. Like one will maybe like crawl around and start, oh, I have to spoil this one. I'm sorry. Sub-Zero's babality. Or, or I rather, when you do a babality to Sub Zero, he starts crying and taking a leak in his diaper. But because he's Sub Zero, his pee freezes, <laughs> and he's standing up. He's going, "Wow!" Well, he's crying and crying, and his diaper's freezing up. And then because his diaper becomes heavy with ice, he falls over, <laughs> That's which cute. I think is awesome. Like it's it's cute and it's awesome and it's funny. Um, oh man! But you you brought back something, which is uh, yeah. I was like thinking to myself, holy shit, I haven't like seen or heard that in such a long time. Fucking friendship. Friendship? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. They should have brought that back. I can't remember. I, they're, they're, I think there are friendships in this. I can't remember if there are, though. Really? No? Maybe not. No, maybe not. So. Maybe not. I could be wrong. I, I think it's wrong. like two fatalities and a babality. Two fatalities and a babality and a stage fatality. Oh, yeah. But the stage fatality is the same for everybody, It's one right? of those slots. Uh, is it the same? No, I think it's different for everyone. Really? I could. Yeah, I so wait, it's like stage fatality for all the different stages, but it's specific to each person. Yes. Yes. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, is does the living forest have the the stage fatality where you can get eaten by the tree? Yeah. Okay, so they they did make that rumor real. I, I love the fact that they they're like, yo. I don't know if it's you get eaten by a tree, but I know there's a stage fatality oh, for okay. the forest. Yeah, I was just. Gonna, I love the fact that they're just like, Ermac. There's no Ermac, or is there? And then the next thing they put him in. Yeah. So see, I told you, and it's like, no, you were not right. There was none. They just heard you say that, and then they put it in. For real, you weren't. There right. was something else that they did that with. Um, was it? It wasn't Noob Saibot. Noob Saibot was actually a character. Noob Saibot. They they was was their own inside joke, but like I don't think there was ever a rumored Ermac thing. Um, I think uh. Let me see. They, I feel like in, I heard in the next game, sorry for the fart, that was me moving my microphone. Uh, I heard in the next game that they're, that they might be putting in a character, um, that is the red version of the, uh, of the female ninjas, uh, of the Katana Jade variety. Um, and she was a palette swap error in Mortal Kombat 2 where Katana or Melina would appear in red. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Oh, oh. Also, there's a character named Blaze in Mortal Kombat Armageddon that is supposedly the man on fire in the bridge to in the background of the pit two. Mortal Kombat two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, I I love how see they don't really do that very often in in games, but I think Midway does it very often where they take stuff that's just not really supposed to be. Animality and... was one of them. Animality was one of them because. I think when when people saw the Liu Kang dragon fatality, they're like, yo, everyone can turn to animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I remember that. Um, then there was um, uh, Toasty. 
Uh, yes. Yeah, although that actually was a sound effect, a random sound effect, but they actually, like, you know, put Jeff Vogel in the game in Mortal Kombat 2. I, I got my first toasty in the Mortal Kombat, but I, I didn't press down and start, so I don't know if anything happens. Ah, uh, I don't know if it does, because, um... Rusty! That, that, that was a smoke thing in, at the portal, right? Yes. Yeah. You press down and that. start, and they're like... Something. Well, ooh... Yeah. There's one... The toasty, I think, is... Uh, no, I'm just trying to remember. Oh, okay. I think the toasty is smoke, and <clears throat> the um the only low kick before the question mark is Jade. Right? Yeah, I think so. That's what it is. Okay. I don't remember anything about the... I, I remember that that was some kind of cryptic message, but I don't remember much about that. Right. Man, Mortal Kombat. What a fucking franchise! Shit. That that you know, it's 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 really funny. I think we spent more time talking about like actual shit that matters about Mortal Kombat than we did during our Mortal Kombat retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I what a fucking franchise. Um, let me get off of the horse though. I've also tried to start playing Deus Ex: Invisible War, and for some reason, it does not want to work on my Windows Seven. Ooh. And I looked up forum questions and like, yo, there are all these error dumps. And the funny thing is this. I started it up. It opened up. It let me set all the menu options or whatever. It threw me through the opening cinematic. And then the, the instant, like, once the cinematic is over, it asks you to select your portrait and then hit OK. Once you do that, there's a prompt that comes up that says, would you like to start your game now? And I hit OK. Screen went black. <laughs> and nothing happened. Like, there's your game. Game's over now. <laughs> like, the fuck is, what's going, what? The fuck is going on? What? So I'm like, okay, weird. Let me task manager, quit it, start it again. Same thing happened. I'm like, well, fuck. So I task manager again, and I I don't know what 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 else I did or what happened or whatever. But I was just mousing around like my desktop, and I was about to go to Chrome, but all of a sudden, Deus Ex opens up again by itself. And, like, loads the first level. <laughs> so like, you will not get rid of me so quickly. I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on? So I'm like, okay. And so I play through the opening, and pretty poor voice acting, by the way. Um, like, kind of flat and, like, but not, like, like not as bad as Mortal Kombat's, but <laughs> what's going on here? Why do they move me here? I don't also, really get like it. Also, it's evil. They have some kind, kind of, of emotion. It's better than, yeah, it's some kind of emotion, but, like, it's just not delivered right. It's it's really it is the main character too, which really upsets me. Um, like in Deus Ex One, the voice acting wasn't that great, but at least it was masked by like the gravelly, like I'm your typical prototypical hero in the post-apocalyptic world. So I don't really need to voice act that much. I just really need to growl like this, like Master Chief <laughs> and Salt Snake and all that stuff. You know, so he didn't really need to voice act, but this, this one has like a normal voice. And it's just oh, anyway. <laughs> So I'm playing it, and I'm like, all right, this, you know, getting back to the Deus Ex feel of things. I heard it's watered down, but, you know, I won't pass judgment. And You know, I'm opening up, save, I'm opening up, like, compartments in my room and taking food and throwing basketballs around. And, you know, this data cube tells me to go to my friend's apartment. And so I talk to my friend, and, like, I totally steal food out of her fridge <laughs> and, like, you know, fuck with her shit and, like, turn on the shower and flush her toilet and whatever. And then I take the elevator to go to go to and and here's where I was stupid and not saving. I didn't save. But I took the elevator to another section of the level of the apartment complex and it was like transport to recreation area and I'm like okay and I click on the okay button. I'm like oh no. 
Mm-mm. Oh no. Mm-mm. This was just like when, you know, I started my game and it went to black. And it did nothing. And I had to control out delete. And like during this podcast, I've been paranoid that Deus Ex would randomly open up again while we were recording. <laughs> and it so far it hasn't over the past hour and ten minutes. But I, I was just like, is what <sighs> So yeah, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to play it. And uh... I We'll try to see if it works on my laptop, but other people were reporting problems running it in Windows 7 with 64-bit. So I don't know if I'm ever going to get to play it. Frankly, a lot of people are down on that game, so I kind of don't care. Okay. But at the same time, I still do want to play the original Deus Ex over again. You know, and yeah. I'm scared now that if this one doesn't work, is the old one going to work? Oh, here's the other thing. <coughs> I couldn't take it out of full screen mode, and it only goes up to 12 by 10 resolution. So I was playing mm-hmm. it stretched. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, like obviously, I could turn up the multi-sampling anti-aliasing to eight times, so it actually looked okay. But it was just weird to not, you know, be able to play it in in sixteen by nine, ten eighty p. I've been spoiled by these modern games now. Yeah, um, modern games really get you when. Um... Dude, dude, Unreal Tournament. I, I I swear to God, I booted up Unreal Tournament and that went up to nineteen by ten. Yeah. But that's a real tournament. I know, but it's just like the the fact that the fact that that older game did it, and the fact that this one doesn't. It's just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's a patch or a hack. I don't know. There's got to be something out there. But I don't know. I'm wondering what Steam, because you know Steam is always good about updates, but like it's not the one who's providing the updates. But I don't know. Do they do compatibility testing? No, they right. They're just like, yo, if you got 64 yep. bit and this game does run it, that's your fucking fault. Yep. <sighs> I still like you better than console gaming. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, but that's uh, that's what I've been playing. Uh, I played more Ridge Racer, and I shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> I retook my portrait, so I look like a real like gnarled up. I, it's only my eyes, my nose really wrinkled up. So <laughs> that's my portrait. Um, I got a couple of more street passes. I have a total of I think seventeen now. Hmm. Um, what else is? <coughs> What else is interesting about Ridge Racer? Nothing is interesting about Ridge Racer. Why do I keep playing it? Why? Because you like it. Yeah, but I don't want to like it. But you like it. It's like smoking. People like smoking, but sometimes they wish they could quit. But they like it. I can't quit Ridge Racer. It's bad for my eyes and my health. And there's a car named Cutie P. Or something. Spelled Q-U-T-I-E-P. In Ridge Racer. That's not why I like it. Anyway. That does it for what we've been playing, and that does it for our main segment, because there's really not that much to shoot the shit about outside of it, but, you know, there are a couple of funny stories that we'll get to when we come back from our 30-second break. Go take a leak, or, okay, you know, pull out from the shoulder of the road and start driving again, because I know that you pulled over just to listen to us, because we're that special, and we'll be back. We are back, and we have absolutely nothing to talk about, so I'm just going to troll through the headlines of our noose. Um, 
But the, that, that PSN thing. So tell me again, Al, because you've told me in person or, or, or outside of the podcast multiple times already. What the fuck happened to PSN this time? Well, nothing happened to PSN <laughs> this time. Uh, essentially what happened is that when PSN came back up last week, um, <clears throat> you, you had to download a firmware update to your PS3. And right. uh, in order to sign in to PlayStation Network, once you downloaded the firmware update and installed it, reboot your PlayStation, you have to sign in to the PlayStation Network. They force you to reset your password. And in order to reset your password, you enter your email address and your date of birth, and then you put in your new password and you confirm it. Boom, mm-hmm. you're done. Off you go. You can now play on PSN, da da da. What I did, I followed those steps, and I found that, um, uh, oh, Alex Roadhead from, um, you know, that the game podcast. Roadhead. Gets he was a lot of Roadhead. Uh, he was playing Portal 2, and I made friends with him on PlayStation and I was authenticating my Steam ID with my PSN so I could install Portal 2 on Steam finally Mm -hmm. and uh, that was it, I was cool turn it off, move on Um, then people realized that oh shit, when PlayStation Network was hacked they took, among other things, people's email addresses and date of birth. Oh, right. So whoever has this information could change anybody's password with this new update because they're going to force you to change password. Right. Uh, so they took down the password reset page and are trying to work on it so that it doesn't, you know, so that it actually works. Right. Um, I have a little article. This was from uh, May 18th from Kotaku, uh, basically. Uh, the updates are as follows. These are, I don't know, when, this is good, the good news is that if your account was compromised, you should have gotten an email from PSN saying your password re- was reset, mm-hmm. which, of course, if you reset your password yourself, you get an email saying your account password was changed. Right. Uh, update number two says, an official community moderator on the EU, European Union, uh, PlayStation forums, Notes the following services are offline. PlayStation.com, PlayStation Forums, PlayStation Blog, Curiosity.com, Music Unlimited, Viator Web Client, and all PlayStation game title websites. Update number three. This is the proprietary exploit as provided to Kotaku. As PlayStation services now offline, this exploit is no longer going to be executed. The the procedure is as follows. Uh, Navigate to this website. Normally via email another place. Uh, do not enter the code at this point. Open a new tab in Firefox. Go to fr.playstation.com. Other pages will work most likely. Click login. Click recover password. Enter the email and date of birth of the target account. Click continue. Then on the confirmation page, click reset using email. Re- switch back to original Jesus tab. Christ. Enter the code. Click continue. You'll now be asked to enter a new password for target account. Uh, update number four. Final one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, according to Sony's PlayStation blog, contrary to some reports, there was no hack involved in the process of resetting passwords. There was a URL exploit that we have so subsequently fixed. Right. And, that and that's the one that you're talking that about. That was just exploited. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> they took that down, and now they're scheduled to have everything back up on Tuesday. Okay. And they're going to be giving everybody free games. Right. Did you hear I- about that? Yes, I heard about that, and I, and like I think one of the games was like a PSP game. It was like Ape Escape. It's like what? 
Uh, no, I don't know about that. I can um, be wrong. Let me pull up because I had the list. It was on either in Gadget or Kotaku. Um, let's see, what was one of the games? Uh, I know that they're giving away Little Big Planet. So here we go. Okay, that's cool. Um, da 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 da. Where? Oh, this is the Engadget one. So they don't have the actual. Oh, they. Ha- oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually in it. Uh, okay. Two P- PS3 games or PSN games. Well, no, two PS3 games. It's Dead Nation, Infamous, Little Big Planet, Super Stardust HD, and Wipeout HD Plus Fury. Those are the the PS3 games you could choose from. I'm like an infamous in Little Big Planet. That that's a good fucking select. Well, for those who don't have it, obviously. But that's yeah, a good, I mean, good. I would. I'm definitely gonna get infamous because oh I was gonna buy that. So how? So for for the listeners out there, how does this work? How do you retrieve your games? Uh, I don't know because they haven't actually started it yet. Okay. <laughs> they they're probably gonna start it on Tuesday. Right. Um. Then the PSP games that they'll give you can choose two of these. Um. Little Big Planet, Mod Nation Racers, Pursuit Force, and Kill Liberation. Kill Liberation? Kill or Zone. Kill Zone. Okay. Should be Kill Zone, but. Yeah, apparently on, on Engadget they just have Kill yeah, Liberation. Yeah, the, P- <laughs> the PSP offerings don't seem so. Uh... Yeah. Um, and I'm not really big into Little Big Planet, so I don't know what my second game's going to be. Right. But uh, apparently there's also something associated with Dead Nation, like the, uh, the people who brought out Dead Nation. They're not too happy about this free game thing. I read oh. this last night. Here it is. Um, just to read the article real quick. Um, <clears throat> when PlayStation Store returns, reports suggest that'll be Tuesday, uh, PS3 account holders may choose two free games from a list being offered by Sony. One of them is Dead Nation, which looks like uh, a top-down shooter, a zombie shooter. Mm-hmm. Looks really cool. It's, a, uh, it's like a top-down shooter where like you can upgrade your weapons and like keep it persistent. I saw I saw, I saw a preview, a quick look of it. Cool. Uh, and a studio behind it told Edge Magazine it's worried what the glut of free games might do to efforts to sell its latest release. Now, when I read this, I was thinking he makes sense when you really think about like casual gamers. But then at the same time, like people who were gonna buy a game in the first place probably already have it anyway. So. The quote is, my biggest concern is whether people will come back to use the system and browse the PlayStation Store, uh, said Alari Kuitinen, whose housemark studio just released Outland on Xbox Live Arcade. When PlayStation Store returns, it'll be there too. Uh, quote continues, on top of that, the second issue is that everyone now gets games for free, including our Dead Nation and Super Stardust HD, so people might just play the free games for a while. By the time they're ready to buy something, Outland is maybe old news. Uh, Quintinen noted that uh, the decision offered Dead Nation on the PSN Welcome Back package was entirely up to Sony and publisher Ubisoft. Housemark wasn't involved at all. Other developers reached by Edge, some anonymous, some on the record, aired concerns about a glut of titles releasing to PSN all at once following the three-week outage, you know, because all the games that didn't come out over the past three weeks are all going to come out at the same time. Yeah. And development time lost <clears throat> due to the inability to test certain gameplay components without PSN access. So that's that's pretty serious. That's I that's an interesting viewpoint, that. uh, but I feel like what what do they what do they want to do about it? And and are they pointing the finger at anybody because the bottom line is is that this, you know, this is an industry 
and it's ideally it's driven by the market and the consumers. Okay, mm-hmm. the consumers have had uh, have have had something you know something undesirable happen to them. That be undesirable for everybody, but it, it, for the people who paid the money to use the product, they cannot use that product, and the people who are trying to you know, do damage control are trying to satisfy those customers. And in order to satisfy those customers, they have to do something. Mm-hmm. So, I, And it's hard to do something with a service that most of the people aren't paying for. It, it would be easy if everybody was paying for PSN because they'd go, oh, well, we'll just give you two months free. Right. And, and the thing is, I, I understand where they're coming from. And I'm, I'm not saying that this, that this developing studio, this development studio is wrong. I, I Not at all. But I I do wonder if they've thought about the fact that hey if and this maybe this is not probable but I'm just throwing this out there if Sony consumers are unhappy with the way that things turned out because they didn't offer free games or offer anything and somehow the situation drove them away then would their Dead Nation game? Was oh, Dead Nation on any? You know that 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 might be different. It depends on what platforms they service. Because if they're only servicing PS3, then it's like okay, look. If you're only servicing platform PS3, then obviously, you know, if you don't retain the customers, you're not going to sell your game. Period. Yeah, but, I don't but, know if Dead Nation is on Xbox, but yeah. Outland is on Xbox. Right. Um, Super Stardust is only on eight on um, PSN though. I think. Right. So I, I I guess that's interesting because like as as a developer. They they they're not only interested in PS3 success; they're also interested in 360 success. But I, I feel like, like regardless, I guess that's why they're they they have a vested interest in seeing their games not be chucked out for free, because mm-hmm. regardless, they're going to have customers no matter what platform it's on. Certainly. So I mean, that's an interesting. One. I I still think though that Sony can't just sit there and not do anything. No, and, they can't. They and and like. And they can't give you money, <laughs> right. especially for something that you didn't put money into. So free games is pretty much the only thing they can do. Right. Besides saying, we assure you this will not happen again. Right. I don't know. Maybe like I, I guess like a mail-in voucher is, is another solution so that you don't necessarily get a free game from a company that doesn't like that idea. But you can go out and buy your own free game. I mean, I guess that could be valid. Mm. Um, but then that that requires an agreement with a publisher, probably on a, such a massive scale. That's why they selected those games in the list. They probably were, you know, for the games that aren't theirs. I they guess, had but to what make about like, publishers. what about a, a gift certificate or something payable? But you know what I mean? Like, it's not that they're saying all these games for PlayStation are free. They're saying we are going to give you. A, like Sony is going to give you like a gift card or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, I think that that, that can they be prob- used in a GameStop for video game purchases or a Best Buy for video game purchases. Because and, I don't know, like like so, and Sony would pony up for it, and that's why Best Buy would be able to be like, okay, yes. You know, and we'll I think that. that that may be a problem for Sony because um, I think there's a difference between offering PSN games. You're right. Yeah. Than giving people money to buy games right. somewhere else. Right. No, you're you're absolutely correct. You are. Um, I I just I don't know I, I'm I'm trying to think if there's any other and 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 really then if we're talking about it like this then maybe there's not a better alternative than the free games and yeah. you know they unfortunately the studio has to kind of just suck it up 
Yeah, um, and then just remember that if you have a good game like Outland, uh, people are gonna fucking buy it. I mean, granted, you you, I don't know how long Dead Nation is, but if it's a PSN game, it's not a PS3 game. It can't be that long that Outland won't matter anymore. And on top of that, Outland's not going to go out of circulation. Right. And on top of that, it's on 360. <laughs> right. Here's the funnier thing. They're worried that people download their free game and play that instead. And by the time they're done with that, their other game is old news. Mm-hmm. What about the fact that they're getting their product out there for free to someone who might not have given a shit? about yeah, like it me. in the first place <laughs> and not giving a shit about the studio and now they're like you know what this Dead Nation game is kind of cool who made this mm-hmm. oh they did oh what they else made did this, they make they made this Outland game I'll give it a shot versus yeah. okay no games are out for free everything is bought and I'm a consumer and my money's tight and I say I don't want to buy Outland I don't want to buy Dead Nation I want to buy this game that I've been looking forward to mm-hmm. and they don't ever experience Dead Nation and they don't ever experience Outland. Or they say, I only have money to buy one of these two games. Maybe I'll buy Out- uh, Maybe I'll buy Dead Nation. Then they don't have the money for Outland anyways. <laughs> yep. So where, where are you going with that? Like, it, it, again, I understand their concern, but I think they're overstating it. I Certainly. Think they're, I think they're, they're, they're worried about something that, in fact, can be good for them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't Especially know. Especially since they have no control of the situation in the first place. Right. So I don't know. Like it's it's like yo, you you signed up for this publishing deal. You know who's worried about getting the revenue for this? Ubisoft. The publisher. Not you. Not you. You're getting paid. Right. You, you ideally you should be getting paid for the work that you did. Mm-hmm. Now it's a different question if a free game doesn't amount to any royalties. True. Then I can understand. Yes, but by and large. And and you tell me because you worked for a, a a game studio. By and large, uh, Acclaim self-published their stuff, so that's different. Yeah. But I was gonna say in general, it's like do like like how much of a, a studio's intake is like what percentage makes up their their royalties and how much do they bank on just the initial fee that they charge. You know, oh, I have no idea. Yeah, that's um, something I wouldn't know. Primarily because I haven't actually worked for like a development studio. Right. I worked for the actual publisher. Because I'm I'm trying I'm really trying to think like I'm trying to think about how it works in music. You know when 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 a when an artist signs up with an A and R and you know I, I know uh, and this is a really old statistic, but I heard that like the royalties for every CD that an artist sells is like cents. Oh if, yeah, if that, it is. Like, and it's actually of cents per CD, and like most of the money comes up from the contract that they sign and say, "We will pro- we will provide you with an album." Yeah, that's the way it works. So royalties are or basically like a, a long term thing, and <clears throat> um, you only are allotted like fifty percent of whatever royalty comes in anyway, unless you self publish your music. Right. If you are, you know, working with a record company, the record company is going to be your publisher. Right. So they get fifty percent of the royalties. You get fifty percent of the royalties. And plus, they make all the revenue that they get off the CDs that they sell. Exactly. It, it, you know, other than whatever percent they will give you, but usually it's zero percent until they recoup. Right. And uh, you better hope they recoup. 
<laughs> or else you may not get that second album. Or if they're really vested in you, then you'll get that second album because it's in your contract. Right. And they're just, you know, doing the Xbox on you. Right. <laughs> doing the Xbox. Um, well, let's move on to uh, L.A. Noir because I, I have um, stories from both points of the um oh the 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 baking cooker the overheated yeah. baking cookers let's both, see yeah both consoles that's nuts all right so let's go to the headline view um so where is the first one uh ooh random uh oh my god this is yeah. a random news piece that i just scrolled down sneeze across alert. um sneeze 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 oh he muted himself damn it uh, and I didn't sneeze. <laughs> it looks like No More Heroes is becoming a move game. What? Oh my god, I want it for PS3 now. Hmm. Travis Touchdown goes high definition in August. So, No More Heroes, Heroes Paradise, arrives on PlayStation 3 on August 16th. Oh, that would be such a good birthday present for myself. Mm. I mean, like, I-, I have, I own the games already, so it makes no sense for me to buy it. But, yeah, like, it's a remake of like the second one or the first one or something. Uh, let's see what it says. Um, I think it's like. Yeah. Okay, with uh, this one like HD debut. Um, it doesn't really. It, it doesn't really say. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna click on Heroes Paradise to see what it is. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think it's a remake of the first game, or maybe the first uh. two games. So it would be foolish for me to buy it again because I even ha- I haven't even played it on Wii yet, and that would be a waste of money yeah. and time. You have like, both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I got them too. Do I have both of them? Yes, I, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I know. know. You know I what? didn't remember you know if I bought the second one. That this was is a bothering funny thing. me. This is hold up a second, sing or something while I go check my shelf. Okay. Da 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 da. Why am I singing? This is so entertaining. Really, he does have both. Fantastic. I do have both. Good, good. Yes. Good to hear. Yes. Right. But I'm yeah. sorry that that was a sidetrack. We were talking about La Noire. So uh, the first thing from Giant Bomb, Patrick Klepek says, Rockstar theorizes that the PlayStation Three former 3.61 is causing La Noire freezing issues. Mm-hmm. So originally, and let me get my glasses on because my eyes are sore. Um. <clears throat> Rockstar Games has received enough complaints about Ali Noir players experiencing lockups on their PS3s after publicly. Uh, I, wow, I totally fucked that up. Let me start that <laughs> over again. Three, two, one, go. Rockstar Games has received enough complaints about Ali Noir players experiencing lockups on PS3 to, after internal testing, publicly respond and theorize the recent 3.61 firmware is to blame. The studio answer came in response to a question about a PSD turning off turning off while playing L.A. Noir, According oh, to Rockstar... Like <laughs> according to Rockstar, there are two scenarios. The PS3 shuts down automatically or locks up, requiring the user to turn off the machine. Quote, We have confirmed locally that multiple games, Rockstar and non-Rockstar, so they're saying it's not just us, overheat or free... Overheat. The mm-hmm. game overheats. Overheat or freeze only when 3.61 is installed. I've contacted Sony about the issue, but Sony has... This is Patrick Klepek writing. But Sony has not responded to as of this writing. Quote, at the time, we were recommending contact Sony directly to report the overheating issue. Cont- uh, continued Rockstar. Quote, however, this is not the end of our support. We are continuing to test Ellie Noir on all firmware versions and hardware models to isolate the issues and see what can be done. 
besides beating up a hooker. In the near term, a patch is incoming. Rockstar cannot, however, guarantee that it will solve the issue. Quote, we are continuing to take this overheating issue very seriously. There are some issues on Xbox 360 as well, and Rockstar has some recommendations to solve them. But here first is the update on the PS3 part. Rockstar has removed the support question pointing the finger at PS3's most recent firmware update. Mm-hmm. There are still references to Rockstar's theory in a separate support answer, but it appears this accusation made some waves. So let's go to the separate support answer. What do they say? And this go- What to do if you are crashing or freezing in L.A. Noir? We are sorry to hear that the game is freezing! Exclamation point. Wait, 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 wait. Let's read this in Mortal Kombat voice. Nice. We are sorry to hear the game is freezing. No, we that's have not received, Mortal Kombat voice. We have There's... received a few tickets about some isolated crashes, freezes, and are investigating them individually to find out the causes and the resolution. Here's what to do if you are crashing or freezing in L.A. Noir, colon. One. Oh, God. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. One. Delete your L.A. Noir game data, not save data, from the PS3 game you data utility. If on 360, clear the 360 cache. To, I, I can't keep this up. Two, clear temp, uh, create a temporary <laughs> PS3 user to ensure that the new save files are created. If on 360, create an offline silver game tag. Three, launch the game and try again. If you are on PS3, try playing while signed out of PSN. Four, of course, check your disc for scratches, dust, dirt, or other damage because half the people out there don't know how to fucking take care of their shit. Mm-hmm. I would say I would have read that line cynically, but that's true. Mm-hmm. Fucking people trying to sell me Mario Galaxy discs with a radial uh, circumferential scratch. God damn it. Check other five. Check other game discs on your PS3 360 to see if issues are occurring in other games suggesting a potential console problem. Ooh, <laughs> Prototype. <game> <laughs> Try your LNR disc in a different console or try it. So this is basically like typical shit. If the issue is still happening, please click submit a request at the top of this page. So it's just no answer. Yeah, of course. No uh, or, or take your, your console down to xcubicle.com and get a <laughs> put oh, in, God. which no will prevent you from getting any kind of overheating, but will be extremely loud. You know what? They should, they should provide a configuration option to say, downgrade facial animations <laughs> and then they'll look and then they'll look like normal video game facial animations so that it doesn't overheat or, or how about this we could just make them faces not animated at all and they just talk through like face walls make it like the Legend of Zelda games yeah <laughs> and then instead of talking they'll just be like listen <laughs> and then highlight all the fucking text in green what's important because I'm five mm-hmm. years old and Actually, then rename like the game L.A. Bois L.A. Bois but yeah I that's funny I don't know what to say about this but that's funny yeah. see if that were a PC you could just go in and you could get some thermal paste and not void your warranty and you know get a new heat sink but no there's a console just saying yeah, but a lot of times with this PC, it could be a myriad of different issues that's resulting in your game not running. Well, shit, right now it's a myriad of different issues. Like, who, who yeah. I, know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Like, my DSX not working. <clears throat> Fuck my um, DSX. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, just continuing off of that uh, 360 thing, uh, I have a news bit from Kotaku that says, Rockstar says reports of L.A. Noir locking up 360s are categorically untrue. 
Rockstar Games has been unable to replicate any 360 lockups while running L.A. Noir, calling any reports that blame the label's hot new game for 360 freezes as categorically untrue. The company's official blog offers links for tech support. A day after, it also shot down fears that PlayStation 3 firmware was meddling with PS3 versions of the game. Yeah. yeah here's, here's a statement. It says... As, I mean, I'm reading this from Giant Bomb again. Quote, with the launch of L.A. Noir, a very small number of Xbox 360 console... Have that... <laughs> console owners have reported issues with the game freezing or locking up while playing. We posted some troubleshooting tips on our support site, which are pretty obvious. <laughs> for, the, for these very few people, a common practice for any game publisher. Unfortunately, this was erroneously picked up by some news outlets as a story. Reporting that Eleanor <laughs> was causing issues to Xbox 360 consoles, which is categorically untrue. <laughs> as soon as we have more official information about the first patch and the timing for its deployment, we will post the information here. Yeah. That's why I don't have the game yet. That's not the reason, but that's why I don't have the game yet. <laughs> uh, and I don't know what else the fuck else to talk about. Ooh, what Activision? This looks interesting. What Activision told its employees today about Modern Warfare 3's leak? Um, if for those zillion people out there who care, me not being one of them, about Modern Warfare 3. Neither do I. Okay, let's see. Uh, Hey gang, I wanted to reach out to you today and address the Call of Duty intellectual property leak that occurred last Friday, started Eric Hirschberg, who is the publishing CEO for Activision. Of course, Activision takes very seriously any abuse of our intellectual property. The event is under investigation, and we are confident it will be resolved quickly. What I want to tell you about is how we handled the event internally. We, are, we were lucky in that we were close to our scheduled reveal date, and therefore we had a number of assets that had not been yet released but were ready to go. Mm-hmm. When it came to light that we had suffered a significantly a significant that we had suffered a significant security breach, it became clear that a leak of this size had the potential to throw our launch office schedule or worse, blunt its momentum as a company. We needed to look both backwards and forwards simultaneously. Of course, we needed to immediately begin finding the source of the leak, but we also needed to deal with the fact that, like it or not, our launch had just begun. Our leadership and team and keep... So basically, oh shit, someone leaked a commercial. We gotta hurry. Why? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I understand, like, there's a whole marketing business reason and plan, all that shit behind it, but, like... I don't know. Just release the game when you release it. Why not? I mean, there's there's got to be something I'm missing here because yes, I'm not a marketing and I didn't practice what I did. Let's see. Um, our leadership of the blah 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 blah. blah. Um, Kotaku spoiled the goods a week earlier. Parts of it. Uh, some teasers would have some teasers would have begun rolling out this week, laying the viral groundwork for the official trailer during the NBA Finals. The result, we had over 4.8 million hits on the various Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 teasers over those first 48 hours. Blah, 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 blah. Pre-sales for Modern Warfare 3 are off to an amazing start. Perhaps most importantly, we migrated the dialogue from one that was between our players and leakers to whatever, whatever, whatever. Translation, and this is what I'm saying. And this is what Patrick Klepek writes. Translation, Modern Warfare 3 is going to be huge. The Kotaku leak may have even helped fan the flames. Obviously. As, gamer, as gamers descended upon the site and other blogs to learn the secret details about the game. Very few companies would have woken up with a crisis of this magnitude and gone to bed with an undeniable win. Everyone should be... Ex- so... If it's Why a game a is, bitch? 
I mean, if it's a game as, as big as yours, I mean... I mean, everybody should have known it was coming. Yeah. It, it, given how... Given how um, close to launch, I'm assuming, this game is, this year... Probably November. Yeah. Like, if they're worried about keeping company secrets of, oh, we don't want to reveal gameplay features... Dude, E3's fucking coming up anyways. True. And maybe that's why they're scared. Maybe because it steals their thunder for the reveal yeah. and the gameplay elements. But so not like, like they have a, a press conference like Nintendo. Like imagine if you know next week the the whole new Nintendo console gets completely leaked and it's true. Right. Like the whole 3DS thing is different because now they have to show their hand. But like, mm-hmm. and and the thing with that is, is I understand why game companies keep their games in the wraps because like, look, we don't want. A, we don't, the whole Dennis Dyack bullshit, we don't want to show it before it's ready, and we also don't, like, we have a feature in a game that we think it's awesome, but we're not ready to talk about it yet, because the, the game is a year away. We talk about it, some company's gonna come in there and lift it. Yep. Understood. bring out their game earlier, maybe. Understood. But this, you know, and like, yeah, it's we fucking know, Modern Warfare It's 3. Modern Warfare 4, 3. <laughs> it's gonna happen in New York, they're gonna be perks, you're gonna have regenerating health, I'm not gonna give a shit about the game, and there you go. And everybody's gonna fucking buy it. It's gonna be the biggest game seller uh, above Modern Warfare and Warfare 2. Yeah, and it's gonna be the same shit over and over. I'm, I'm being cynical. I'm sure it's Robert Bowling is still with Infinity Ward. I'm sure he'll try to do something inventive, but I I, I didn't care much for Modern Warfare 2. I'm just saying that. Um, so I didn't care much for Modern Warfare. You know, I thought it was all right. I just whatever. You know, the other thing is that we not, neither neither of us played the multiplayer, and that's supposed to be the huge thing. Yeah. Um, I don't have time for that. I bet it was Vince Lampella and Jason, I forgot his last name, from, from um, uh, Respawn, who were like, yo, let's give those Activision fuckers a, a lesson for firing us. And they like, they probably were like, yo, Bob, Robbie, Mr. Bowling, give us some assets. Okay. Leak. <laughs> um, Make you down on Hush before Kotaku like, yeah. runs that as a new story. Mortal Kombat! Yeah. And it all comes full circle. Full circle. Temporarily drops the combat pass requirement, and my internet just went out for PlayStation Three. Either that, or the website went down. No, it's up. So yeah, your internet's fine. Right. Otherwise, we'd be talking. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what is the combat pass? Because I just entered in the code and I never did anything. I like I activated it, but I have no idea. I didn't read what it was about. I don't know what it's about. I just I just opened the box. Tore and put in the codes and, and put in the code, and that's it. Yeah, I don't. What that's is what this combat pass? But I'm pretty sure that it's just all it is is the ability to access the internet features. Okay, so that you can't buy a used game. Yes. You, okay. Right. 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 So they're dropping that combat pass requirement, which basically means that anybody who bought a used copy of the game can now play it online until Tuesday. Until Tuesday. Um, I wonder how many people that is though. Like. Yeah. It, I, I, I mean, I, the I, game I, dropped in price so drastically that there should be no used copies. <laughs> I mean, there there should be what, no people who bought it. Is it forty across used. the board now? I don't know if it's forty across the board now. I think it's back up to sixty, but it was you know buy one get one free with Portal. Not buy one get one free. Buy one get one half off, and then it became like thirty nine ninety nine. Right. Because. I don't know. I, I have seen phenomena where I walk into a GameStop like a couple of days after the launch of a game and the used copy sitting there on the shelf. Mm-hmm. There's those people who buy the game, beat it, and then bring it back the same day. Yeah. But I feel like that's m- pretty rare. I think, yeah. 
I, I you're really, not really going to see a lot of people return to games. I actually really <clears throat> think that the most memorable time that I saw that happen was with Two Human. Oh man. And I think I bought that used copy. <laughs> it was one of those five dollar off used copies. I don't fucking know. It was too human. Who cares? <clears throat> Who fucking cares? It's too human. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we're still planning on finishing the trilogy. Well, I stopped caring. Why don't you bring back fucking Eternal Darkness? Then I'll care. You know, I would love to see that. Mm. Oh my god! If they, if they redid, not not redid, but if they made another game in the spirit of Eternal Darkness. I would love it. And, you know, don't use the Unreal Engine. Thank you. Because you know what that got you into the last time? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mortal Kombat. What a franchise. Yeah, for What real. a terrible way to end a What's podcast. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. It doesn't matter. I'm hungry. I don't care. You hungry? Actually, I had a very big breakfast. Okay, so fuck you then, buddy. So. <laughs> Uh, any last words from from you, sir? Mm, um, no. <laughs> you, re- you realize we somehow went an hour and forty five minutes not really talking about anything. Yeah, that that's amazing. We rule, and you that all suck. Amazing for the listeners. You, you well, they, they could go be amazing faces. Fuck them. They they didn't send us questions. They for Edu. Thank you, Edu, uh, for sending that question. <coughs> um, yeah. Hi Pete. Yeah. Pete says hello. Yeah. I'm. Ass- uh, he doesn't really say hello. He's not IMing me or anything or texting. I'm just assuming he says hello, because he's Pete and he says hello to people. Drop a forty for. Uh, p- spill out some. <laughs> drop a forty. Just, just drop. Break just it. drop it on the fucking ground. Um, watch the shield. I started watching that shit. Oh yeah. That shit is intense. Um. Wow. I just don't want this to end, do I? I, I, I got. I'm fucking hungry. Hey, ain't you hungry? I am hungry. Pimp hungry. out. You all suck. So, yeah, oh, that's right. Pimp out. Um, there, there are plenty of things that we, you know, we have friends out there, and we love ourselves too. And there are multiple ways you can reach us. And here's how: you can find each one of us at drygames.net on the internet. Al, where can we find you? Where do you live? I live in various places, I guess. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com/d. Red Mage. Twitter.com slash D Red Mage. Um, there's xlm2k.blogspot.com, which I'll update sometime. And what about your band? Oh, yeah. I have a band. and uh, He has a band. That site is uh, rocafuertemusica.com. R-O-C-A.com. F-U-E-R-T-E. Musica. With an A at the end. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Mm-hmm. 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 So, and you can find their album, Vuelo Letal, which means Lethal Flight. I learned that because Al knows Spanish. Very on the Amazon.com, barely. Amazon.com MP3 downloads list. Make sure, to, that, make sure that you choose MP3 downloads. There's other places, too. iTunes, uh, Spotify, Zune. Uh, supposed to be Rhapsody, but who knows. Uh, anywhere where your digital media is served, you should find us. Excellent. Pete, where do you live? Twitter.com slash Riven. That's R-Y-V-V-N. R-Y-V-V-N. And if you like don't you... alcoholics talking about video games and movies, you should follow me on Twitter. Follow <laughs> him on Twitter at ryvvn.com slash twitter.net. That's yes. the only place I live. No, no other place That's the only place to live. No other place is important? Okay. And you can find me, obviously, at Mr. Chupon on Twitter. It's at Mr. Chupon with an O, not a zero. 
you can also obviously visit us at trygames.net at trygames.net, which we rarely update, but one day I will. Uh, you can also visit me at www.sharkversusoctopus.com, uh, which is nonsense and has nothing to do with video games, but it could. Uh, and that's all the places that I live. Email, 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 email. Email us at mailbag at trygames.net, M-A-I-L-B-A-G at trygames.net, or you could spell it the wrong way, M-A-L-E. And you can also visit friends of the site. You can visit our friend Maurice at everyonelovesdinosaurs.com, the other Austin out in the world because there are only two of us, and we're both awesome at austindlight.com. Light is spelled the, pro- the appropriate way, like a light bulb. And you can visit... Brian Fishman, friend of the site, doctor, and he will save your fucking life as long as you go to his blog, which is called drfishypants.com. Also friends of the site, we've got James Dendy Connor at www.gamesjames.com. That's www.gamesjames.com. Not just one game, but multiple games. And there's also our friend Alex and Gary from That Game Podcast, which is conveniently www.thatgamepodcast.com. And that was how. Um... (laughs) I'm trying. I'm making to that rem- a trend to laugh every time our pimp ends. <laughs> I try to remember if I included everyone in that pimpage. I really hope that I did. If you're listening and I forgot to put you in the pimpage, and I used to pimp you out, that's a key. Quali- <laughs> that's, a key that's a key qualifier. Okay, that is a key qualifier. If I used to pimp you out, or for buds or something. If you're just some random dude off the street being like, "Yo, I wrote, I wrote a, a fanfic about <laughs> Mortal Kombat." And that has, like, Melina and Katana having sex. We're going... Oh, God. I am oh. not pimping that. I am not pimping that. You you go pimp that shit on your own blog. I know. For real? Stop. Go away. But if I pimped you in the past and you're not there, like, I, I don't know... I, I honestly can't remember if I pimped, um... Pimp Doc Brown and Will from, um... From g- Gaming the Media. So if I did, great. You get a second pimp. If I didn't, there you go. And I, I'm too fucking lazy to go back. We're done. <laughs> We're done for Al. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Now I will go and save more young children from eating bad kimchi. Michael. We're out. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I'm stopping my recording.